Let's go! On episode 498 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Ring Fit's update. Mario is going to dominate 2020. Well, maybe, if you believe the rumors. And some Borderlands stats. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hi, this is Julian Sharp, drinking a cup of tea in sunny England. And you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Or, hey, hey, everybody, people ask me, Bill, how come you say the intro to the podcast every time? Like, we've heard this for almost 500 episodes. We know when the show is recording. We know that you do a thing on Saturday. So why do you keep telling us over and over and over? We know about the patron, Patreon. I know that you know. But guess what? Sometimes this is the first episode that somebody has ever listened to my show. And I want them to know all of that stuff because I think that that stuff is important. Now, if it drives you crazy that I say that stuff, the stuff that I'm about to say at the beginning of every episode, feel free to let me know. All right. It doesn't mean I'm going to change something, but I might. I might. All right, now, dear listener, for those of you who this is your first time listening to to the show, well, I've got some information for you. Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. What? You say live? Yes, live. Where can I listen to the show live or watch the show being made live? Well, I'll tell you. You can go to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. My goodness, if we had an idea of something that we wanted you to talk about on the show and you didn't talk about it on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, how could we get that information to you? It's funny you ask. You could use the hashtag AskRJS on Twitter. That's AskRJS as in run, jump, stomp. Or you could join our community Discord with over 1,200 other awesome people who really like talking about video games. All right, get in there, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Connor M. Get Switchcraft and all of my other stuff ad-free. So if you don't like the ads that get played during the show, you're like, man, oh man, if I hear about this thing or that thing one more time, I'm going to throw my phone out the window, then guess what? You can get all of the episodes with absolutely no ads in it for as little as a buck. All right, one buck a month will get you no ads over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. With all of that being said, now the new listeners know all the stuff and the old listeners know all the stuff. Not that you're old, but all, all of the listeners now know all the stuff. So let's talk about video games. I want to talk about this morning. Um, this morning when I woke up, you know, I, I know we're doing the social distancing and... I know that I don't have to wake up early every day, but I still am. I'm, I'm trying to keep to my normal routine, which means I get up pretty early. Now, for those of you who don't know about a month ago, 
Actually, it was almost exactly a month ago. It was probably three and a half weeks ago. I had the flu and it was bad. It was real bad. I was very sick and I didn't do anything for days and days and days. And honestly, I'm still kind of feeling it a little bit, but it's, it's finally going away. And yesterday was the first day in a month that I had worked out. Um, uh, I got on the bike and I watched some YouTube videos while I pedaled wherever it is in the imagination that I was going. It's a little stationary bike that's just on the other side of my desk over there. Uh, I like to call it the Russian pain machine. I got that idea from a friend of mine. Uh, so I got on the Russian pain machine and I pedaled and pedaled and pedaled and watched some videos, probably some Animal Crossing videos so I could learn how to make a tarantula island and stuff like that. And uh, this morning I decided, you know what, let's follow that up with something a little more enjoyable because I absolutely hate getting on that bike. Uh, but I decided to get on the, 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 the Switch and turn off Animal Crossing on my Switch for the first time since it started, basically. And um, uh, I loaded up We not We Fit, <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. And I played Ring Fit Adventure this morning, and I had a lot of fun. And it was actually real. Now, I have to say, the adventure mode in Ring Fit Adventure is just terrible. I, I can't stand it. It's not fun at all for me. There's way too much of this stupid cutscene garbage where the thing is talking to me and I just don't care about the story. Um, but somebody had said, Bill, why don't you try the mini games and stuff like that? So I, I did the mini games and I tried the new mode because because Ring Fit Adventure was recently updated. That was one of the things in the Nintendo Direct. And I tried the new mode, which is the rhythm game where it's kind of like you're playing... Uh, Beat Saber, but you're using the ring instead of, in, instead of you know, um, two motion controllers, and it worked really well. And I think it's very, very cool. Now, I I had a problem, like my brain struggled with this, and that was this idea of pink, because push and pull both start with the letter P. And then they use pink and blue as the two colors for push and pull. And for some reason, my brain sees the pink and I start pulling the, 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 the ring con apart and I see the, the blue and I kind of push it in and I kept getting it backwards. I kept mixing it up and it was, it was really driving me crazy. So I will say that I, Playing it on uh, Novice was way too easy, way, way too easy. Like that was just seriously way too simple. But then playing it on Advanced, I felt like was too much of a step up. I really wish that they had uh, a middle ground between those two that would work really well. Um, because not not physically too difficult, but it was too difficult for me to do. Okay. Right now I'm squatting and then I need to lean over to the right and I need to squeeze the thing. Oh no, I'm supposed to pull the thing. Oh, now I got to lean. There was just too many things happening on the screen at once for me to keep track of them all. Um, whereas on novice, 
I was just like, okay, I'm just standing there. It was there was no workout to novice at all. Uh, and then I did get I, I felt like I got a decent workout doing the advanced part of the songs, but I wasn't having fun because I was so confused about what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just I think that, you know, it would be really nice if they had a middle ground in there someplace. Uh, this was also the first time that I tried some of the uh, some of the, the mini games. And I have to say that that is really where, in my opinion, Ring Fit Adventures shines. It's just doing the mini games. You just you say, all right, I feel like doing I feel like exercising this part. So I'm going to just do that part for a little while. And OK, let me move over to this part and so on and so forth. And I I, I feel like Ring Fit is really good. And um, if you get if if just if you just ignore the story part, the adventure mode, which is honestly what they call like the main part of the game, and you just want to do something to stay active while you're stuck at home, then doing the mini games, and maybe you will be better at the um, uh, at, at at the oh my god at at the the rhythm game. Maybe you'll be better at the rhythm game than I will. But I don't know. It, I struggled with it. But not physically, more mentally. Maybe it's just that I'm really, really old. Okay, let's talk about Mario because this has been all over the internet today. Like, you cannot turn your head without seeing some screenshots from old Mario games. And because people are very, very excited that there is this new re- new report that most of Super Mario's 35-year catalog will be coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2020. All right, well, let's let's take a look at what that means. It's for 35-year catalog. All right, well, we got Super Mario Brothers, Mario 2, Mario Land, Mario 3. Well, of those, we already have uh, Bros, Bros 2, and Bros 3. We already have those games on the Nintendo Switch through the um the the nes whatever uh the nes oh my god i can't think of the my brain is not working today i used up all of my brain power playing ring fit adventure this morning uh through the nintendo switch online app thank you very much filthy 79 for reminding me we already have super mario world we don't have mario lander or mario land 2 which Mario Land 2, a lot of people say that is like one of the best ever. Then there's Mario 64. We don't have access to that. Super Mario Sunshine, we don't have access to that. New Super Mario Brothers, we don't have access to that particular game, but we do have some from that series. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Brothers Wii. Um, let's see, Super Mario 3D Land, um, New Super Mario Brothers 2, New Super Mario Brothers U, we have that one, um, don't we? Yeah, we do. And then New Super Mario, or I'm sorry, Super Mario 3D World. Now, I think it would be fantastic if Nintendo brought us these things as part of our Nintendo Switch online subscription. You know, maybe it's part of, um, you know, the addition of the GameCube to that or uh, not the uh, or the N64, like bringing those things in. But for all of these happening at the same time in the same year, I don't think that that's the case. 
Now, what would what would also be cool is if this this were some kind of collection. That would be neat if you could buy the Mario collection. How much would you pay for the Mario collection? I think I think it's fair to say a hundred bucks, like a hundred bucks, and the Mario collection would include all of these. Now, here's the thing that is very interesting. Here is that they are talking about that these might be not necessarily remakes, but um, like up-resed or um, slightly improved over the, the previous ones, that would be very, very cool as well. And suddenly the idea of having them all in a collection doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I'm very interested in this. Of all of the games that are listed here that I just talked about, the ones that I would want the most would be uh, Super Mario Sunshine because that one, like that game shipped too early, wasn't finished. Nintendo did not uh, allow them to finish the game, and I think that was a huge mistake. I would also love to see Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2. And then finally, in this list, I would like to see Super Mario uh, 3D World because that game was really, really fun. Now... The other thing that people are talking about is that there's a possibility of a new Paper Mario game, and that would be incredibly cool. I would personally, I mean, we've been talking about a new Paper Mario game coming to Nintendo Switch for, it seems like forever, and everybody wants Nintendo to go back to the, 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 the style of Paper Mario in the Thousand Year Door. And I agree, I would really like that. I think that Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is infinitely better than all of the other Paper Marios that came after it. But do I think Nintendo will do that? I don't know. Do I think Nintendo will simply re-release Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door or re-release all of these other games? I don't know. But I like the idea of it. It would be wonderful to have access to ever wouldn't it be amazing if we had access to every single super mario game on our nintendo switch the same thing could be said for zelda wouldn't it be amazing if we had access to every zelda game and every metroid game and this became the device that has all of your old games on it sure you have to buy them again because that's that's nintendo that's what they do um but I think that that would be awesome. I know that I would probably be happy to buy Super Mario Sunshine again. Now, the one thing about this whole list that is kind of weird is Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine used analog triggers. And the Nintendo Switch does not have analog triggers. Does that mean that it can't have analog triggers? No, because there are controllers out there that have analog triggers. And most, um, most, oh, actually, I'm not going to reach for it. But uh, over on the shelf over there, I have a um, DSN30 Pro Plus, which has analog triggers. Now, the Switch just detects those as digital triggers, but they could easily do an update that would include analog triggers. However, the other thing that we have to keep in mind is the, the GameCube controller had one trigger. If I remember correctly, it had one trigger and then two shoulder buttons. I don't think it had another, 
I don't think it had two triggers. I think it just had one trigger. Some some of the people in chat can probably uh, verify or tell me that I'm wrong about that. It's been a long time since I bothered playing it on a GameCube controller. Um, L and R and then a small Z. There we go. Johnny Link, the king of all things retro, is uh, is confirming what I was thinking. Uh, so it has the three shoulder buttons. Well, the Nintendo Switch has four shoulder buttons. So maybe one of those triggers could be linked to like a half pull on the uh, on the controller. And then the other one could be the full pull. I don't know. Um, I think that that would be uh, very cool. See, now we have conflicting information. Uh, Foso1 in chat says it had two triggers. See, we're... Somebody go look at a GameCube controller and tell us. Anyway, of all of these games, this is my question to you. In Actually, I'm going to tweet this out. Let me, uh, let me open up Twitter, and I'll send this out right now. All right, so the tweet says, Thinking of today's Mario news, in Mario's 35-year history, which, which games do you want on the Switch the most? Reply, and I will discuss your answers on Saturday's show. All right, so there you go. If you don't follow me on Twitter, again, that is at RunJumpStomp, and uh, we'll get your thoughts on Saturday's show. Uh, for me, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and, you know, maybe 64? Maybe 64. Uh, I think every time you ask me this question, it's going to change. <laughs> every single time that I ask that question, I'm going to rethink about it and start it all over again. All right, moving on. Um, this was actually pretty interesting. Uh, during the Nintendo Direct, they kind of showed off. Um, they, uh, they showed off some footage of Borderlands uh, running on the Switch, and uh, there's a company that I guess is the company who's in charge of the port. It's called Turn Me Up, and on their website. Uh, basically, they're talking about the fact that they're bringing uh, Borderlands 1 and 2 Game of the Year Editions Legendary Collection to the Nintendo Switch. And this is what they have to say over on their website. Um, Gearbox's iconic comedic looter shooters are back and gorgeous as ever on Nintendo Switch. We worked tirelessly with 2K and Gearbox to bring these ravenously requested classics to Switch in full 1080p, at 30 frames per second and with no downgrading of art assets. On top of that, we included all the trimmings of the Game of the Year releases and newly developed motion controls specifically built for this incredible collection. Now, that right there, to me, says that, that the Switch is now the definitive place. If, it's, if this turns out to be a good port... That tells me that the Switch is the, the definitive place to play Borderlands 1 and 2. And why? Because of motion control. I, I know that there are people out there who disagree with me, but for shooters, motion controls are fantastic. You use the stick for big, wide movement. Where's the stick? You use the stick for big, wide movements. So you tap to the left and your character swings wildly to the left. And then when you need to really dial in, you just use the gyro to really dial in your aim. Uh, it's how I played completely through Doom 2016 uh, using my Steam controller. Um, you know, it's how I have, obviously I play Splatoon that way. And for me, 
that's the best way to play a shooter is with motion controls and um, big, big movements on the right stick. So the fact that they're saying here that it's running at full 1080p, 30 frames per second, and it has motion controls, that tells me it's the best place to play it. Now, there might be somebody out there who says, hold on, 30 frames per second, why not 60 frames per second? Well, look, I haven't played Borderlands 1 or 2, but what I can tell you is that what I have played of Borderlands 3, while that is 60 frames per second at 1080p on Google Stadia, I think most places struggle to run Borderlands 3 at 60 frames per second. And if I were to guess, and it's just a guess, I would bet that Borderlands 1 and 2 probably on the consoles that they were released on probably ran at 30 frames per second. And the only way really to get 60 frames per second out of Borderlands 1 and 2, I'm going to guess was probably on PC with very, very expensive rigs. And that doesn't say as much about the the systems that they were on. It tells me a lot more about how efficient the engine is that they use to make the Borderlands games. Also, it's got like this crazy, crazy art style, which like a lot of that, a lot of the art style for Borderlands, which is all cell shaded looking like that happens, like they have really good textures and then they cell shade after the fact to make it have that look, which is very resource intensive. At least that's my understanding of it. So uh, I think 30 frames per second is fine. Would 60 frames per second be better? Yes. And would it be better if they gave us the option to lower the resolution and increase the frame rate, I think that that would be the the best option for everybody, especially because of the art style of Borderlands being so cell shaded. A lot of, like when you lower the resolution on it, it still looks gorgeous. It still looks really, really cool. That's why I always like when um, when game developers go for an art style that is um that is is more artistic and less realistic because it holds up better over a longer period of time Uh, i have to say after playing borderlands 3 and finishing borderlands 3 this year i had so much fun with that game or maybe it was last year i can't remember now i had so much fun with that game and i'm far more i'm now i'm interested in the lore of these characters that I met in Borderlands 3 and I can go back into Borderlands 1 and 2 and uh, talk about. In fact, um, I I was talking to uh, another podcaster who was on on an episode of 143 Pixels with me and we he had picked Borderlands 2, I think it was Borderlands 2, as the game that he wanted to talk about. And when he was telling me some of the stories that were in Borderlands 2, I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. So I may end up picking up the Borderlands series um, on the Nintendo Switch and playing it with my Pro Controller with the joy um, with the uh, motion controls. I think that's going to be the way to play. I'm looking forward to it. Um, let me know what you guys think. Are you excited for uh, Borderlands 2 and 1 having uh, motion controls? In fact, I'm going to send out a tweet right after this. 
All right, I just sent out that tweet so you can vote on the poll and reply to let me know what you think for the Saturday show. Uh, last story for today, and that is that Image Inform is making a new SteamWorld game. I mean, this isn't a huge surprise to anybody. Of course, they're making a new SteamWorld game. Everybody gets excited when new SteamWorld games come from Image Inform. If you've never played any of the SteamWorld games, I'm going to recommend that you... Okay. I'm going to say that the best one in the series, in my opinion, was SteamWorld Dig 2. I absolutely loved SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, it's a Metroidvania-style game. Now, the rest of the um, the rest of the games in the SteamWorld series are not necessarily Metroidvania. SteamWorld Dig 1 is a Metroidvania. SteamWorld Dig 2 is a Metroidvania. SteamWorld Quest is a JRPG. And SteamWorld... Heist is a tactical, um, like an XCOM, side-scrolling XCOM kind of game. It's, they, every time the Image Informed Games tackles a new genre, they show that they've got the chops to do it. You know, And there's very few, uh, there's very, very few developers that I would say that about. Nintendo being one of them and Image Informed Games being another one. Well, they sent out a tweet... Um, let's see, five hours ago. It says, we are making a new SteamWorld game and are looking for two experienced 2D artists, art director and technical artists, preferably in Sweden. Got what it takes? Link your portfolio down below and we'll reach out to you if we're interested. And all I have to say is that I'm interested in in seeing what what is the new genre. Are they going to repeat a genre that they've already done? Or are they going to do something brand new and fresh? I don't know, but I think that it sounds cool and I'm excited about it. All right. Um, I still have not yet played Bravely Default 2's demo. Uh, My first impressions will be coming soon. Actually, let me grab my Switch. Um, I'm going to do like one of those special episodes between episodes because... I don't want to make the other... These episodes too long, but I'm going to be talking about soon. um, Super Blaster, Super Bit Blaster XL... Uh, probably Bravely Default 2's demo and um, Totally Reliable Delivery Service, which I've been playing all of those games. Well, I haven't played Bravely Default yet, but I've been playing those games on my uh, Nintendo Switch. And uh, I'm going to be talking about those uh, very, very soon on the show, probably on one of those bonus episodes. All right, that's it for today. If you want to become a part of the community, you should. Join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. If you want to watch the show live alongside all of these crazy people, um, head on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'm at runjumpstomp on Twitter. People have been emailing me, and I don't think I'm going to respond to emails anymore, or, or I'm not going to include emails on the show anymore. And here's the reason why. An email comes in, And I read it, and usually I respond to it, or I say I'm going to wait and respond to it later. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I want to have this on the show on whatever day. So now I leave it in my email inbox for days and days and days until I find a place to put it on the show. And it just clutters up my my inbox. It's much easier for me to use Twitter because somebody can send me a message and I can just say, oh, bookmark that for later. And then I can use that on the show. So you can keep emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and I will respond to your emails. 
but I probably won't be including them in the show anymore just because it clutters up my email inbox. And I've already, like, I get a lot of uh, emails from developers or publishers and stuff like that. And then listeners on top of that and, you know, interviewees that I'm trying to set up, that kind of thing. And I'm just trying to streamline things. And it's not that I don't like getting emails from you guys. It's just that when I'm going to read them on the show, they stay in my inbox for an extended period of time. And I don't want to do that anymore. So you can email me and I will reply, but I probably won't save those for the show anymore. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you didn't know, this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Wet Network. If you want to check out the other shows on the network, we've got one about um, toys from Australia. We've got um, the breaking the panel about comic books and movies and stuff like that. You can find out more about all of those shows over at GSTU. Dot net. And the music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, stay rad and wash your hands. <laughs>